Welcome to the Ink Feather Podcast. We bring you fun and new insights into the world of fantasy and science fiction publishing. Here you'll find interviews with the authors you love, insight from industry professionals, book reviews both succinct and extensive, and more. I'm your host and the founder of Ink Feather Book Reviews, Lauren Zurchin. In episode six, I'm chatting with Sarah Gundell, the creator of popular book blog, Novel Novice. We dive into the basics of bookstagramming, discussing the ins and outs of creating a successful Instagram page for books, along with tips from Sarah on how she manages hers. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Lauren. I'm so glad you're here and that we're doing this. Uh, I wanted to tell our listeners a little bit about you, those who don't know you, and then how this conversation kind of came about. So just give us a little bit of your like book background. I've been book blogging in some form since 2008, and that was originally with a site affiliated with the Twilight series. And then in 2010, so almost eight years ago now, I started my own website, NovelNovice.com, and primarily featured young adult literature and sort of our little niche focus was always finding ways to tie in YA lit with education whenever possible. But since then, it's just kind of grown to be a a blog that covers not just YA, but also children's literature in middle grade. It's a passion project of mine. I do it on the side. I don't make any money from it. It does keep me very well stocked in books and reading material. Yeah. So that's the plus. (laughs) But I just you know, it's also a really big time commitment. So, you know, I do it because I enjoy it and I love it. And and yeah, so that's my background. I love your blog. I've been a fan of your blog for a long time. The reason we're actually here today, though, is I, I wanted to bring Sarah on to talk about bookstagramming because Sarah has gotten really good at this very quickly. And it's been something, <laughs> yeah, it's been something your, your stuff's great. Oh, thank you. You've gotten good recognition for it. You've built some cool collaborations. And even though I'm a photographer by profession, I'm this is the kind of photography I'm not good at. So I have been finding myself asking Sarah questions about how she stages things and like, does this look okay? And what do you think? And all these things. And then it got me thinking like, I probably have a better foot in the door than someone else because I at least have knowledge of camera equipment. Yeah. But I wanted to kind of pick your brain about like how you got into it and and just some various things about your process because I think that this is something that anyone who's interested in books should do. It's a really fun expression and we all have access to cameras these days with our phones. So, yeah. I just thought I thought it would be really cool to hear what you have to say on that. Sure. Um well, I sort of started initially accidentally almost, you know, I I had my own personal Instagram for a few years now. And I get a lot of book mail from publishers. I receive books quite often for for review consideration. And I don't always get a chance to review all the books I receive. And so I started occasionally when I remembered taking pictures of the books and posting them because I figured, well, at least that's a way to get the word out about the book, even if I'm not going to do a blog post about it. And so, you know, you'd look at my Instagram feed and it would be pictures of like, a really pretty plate of food I had to eat and a really pretty sunset outside my house and a rose in my garden that I thought was awesome and a selfie of me and my husband and then like a stack of children's books. (laughs) And so it was just sort of like this mishmash of books interspersed with my personal photos on my Instagram. And probably around BEA time last year, 
I came home from BEA with a bunch of books and I wanted to take like actually nice pictures mm -hmm. of the books I brought home from, from BEA with me, which for those who don't know is Book Expo America. It's a very large trade show for the publishing industry. So I came home with a lot of books for review from the upcoming months and I needed a backdrop that was better than the shitty carpet in my home. <laughs> and so I found like a plain white sheet and laid it out and kind of arranged the books in a way that I thought looked kind of aesthetically pleasing and snapped some photos and edited them and threw them up on my Instagram. And they got a lot more attention than any of my like selfies or flower photos. Um, and I realized that um, even though I didn't really brand my Instagram as being associated with my blog, a lot of people who followed my blog had found me on there. So I started from then on uh, periodically over the next few months trying to be a little more thoughtful in how I took pictures of the books I was featuring rather than just like snapping a photo and throwing it up there. I was decided to try and curate more pretty pictures mm -hmm. for the blog and picked up more steadily on that around um, Halloween time last year and then moving into Christmas. And it was right around... December, January. So just about a year ago, I sort of kind of deliberately decided to move forward with Bookstagram, which I didn't really think of as a, a thing at the time. I was just looking at, here's another way to help promote the content on my blog and help promote the books I want to. And yes, blogging as long as I have been, you get burned out. <laughs> And I found myself really, I know we've talked about this before. I found myself being re-inspired with the idea of taking photos of books rather than just like, you know, I, I'm tired of writing reviews all the time, but I still want to feature the books that I love and that I want to share with people. And so I, I was re-inspired by the idea of taking beautifully staged photos of books and kind of went on with bookstagram mode. Uh, Sarah and I have a lot of things in common with what she just said. And, and it, is an, it is a problem because how do you read all of these books and then yeah. <laughs> write meaningful reviews that actually are worth people's time reading? And then how do you even bother writing a review because you're exhausted because reviews are, we've been doing them for a decade and all these things. So I love how the, the, the visual part of social media allows quick and easy promotion for things that perhaps we don't want to give as much time to or can't give as much time to, but it's still worth our time. And the photos really do allow that to be mm -hmm. a thing. Or then if you are passionate about something, like we can talk about this a little bit more in detail, but earlier this year when uh, Lainey Taylor's Strange the Dreamer came out, you did a whole beautiful photo series with that mm -hmm. and, and to, to kind of help promote it even more and just show how much you love that series. So there's so many variations you can do with that. What do you think constitutes a really like a good bookstagram photo? Like what defines and I know everyone has their own style, but like if you're looking through, what do you see that jumps out at you? Or like if you're shooting one yourself, if like how do you decide what makes a good bookstagram pick by your own criteria? For for lack of sounding more fancy about it, I I Put a bunch of shit together and take pictures until I think it looks pretty. I mean, <laughs> um, but a lot of it's just been trial and error and playing around with things. I've looked to other bookstagrammers for inspiration. I mean, I'll just browse the bookstagram hashtag sometimes and just see what other people are doing just to get ideas or inspiration of different ways to take photos and how to lay things out. And it's learning your style. Some people have much more minimal styles. Some people like a ton of things in their photos. I think I tend to fall somewhere in the middle generally. I and mean, some of my photos are busier than others. 
maybe taking some of the pressure off yourself too to try to create the perfect photo just like like you said playing around trying different angles trying different parts of your house yeah different props yeah and my philosophy with bookstagram is the same philosophy I've always had with blogging which is do what makes you happy a lot of people get really caught up in what gets the most likes what gets the most page views what pleases your audience the most and and I view my bookstagram the same way um you know I take pictures that make me happy so that kind of leads me into another question. Either you are, you are a fan or you have built connections with product people who either do bookmarks or candles or journals or fun yeah. little accessories. What if someone starting out doesn't have the money for those extra things? What if they can barely afford the book? Or like you and I get advanced copies, so we don't even have to buy the books half the time. But what if someone saves all of all their money for their books? Like what kind of things have you found around your house that have been really fun to photograph with books? You don't need all those props. You don't need to spend money to do bookstagram. You know, I've collected things over the years because I enjoy collecting these things yeah. and that I'm able to use them in photos is just kind of a bonus for me. Mm-hmm. There are people who spend a lot of money just buying props specifically to have them as props for bookstagram. And I have a few small things I've accrued over the year that I've been kind of actively doing this to use for photos, but I don't have a lot of storage space in my house for a bunch of props. So I keep what I do have down to a very small assortment. So a lot of it is using what I have. The holidays, I think part of the reason I kind of started doing Bookstagram in earnest around Halloween and Christmas time last year is because my holiday decor makes for great photo props and I have a lot of holiday decor. So, you know, I was like reading my fireplace mantle for Halloween decorations last year to take photos. And, you know, if you've got a candle, sure, there's a million and one bookish candle companies, but if you have a candle from Target or Yankee Candle Company or wherever, that still is perfectly good to use in a photo in your bookstagram. And so, yeah, candles, I've always been a really big fan of fresh flowers, which again, I guess that's something you're potentially spending money on if you don't have a garden, but they're not very expensive. And I just like the way they look. And I like having fresh cut flowers in my home often. So I usually have a vase of flowers to just grab and put next to a book. A cup of coffee or tea that you've made for yourself is a great prop in a photo. One of my favorite places to take pictures is I've got this really cool turquoise chair in my library. And I love stacking books on my turquoise chair and taking photos on it. It's one of my favorite places to take photos. And the other thing to remember is, you know, maybe your style isn't going to be a prop heavy photo style and you just want like a kind of a plain, pretty backdrop or, or, I mean, God, if the weather's cooperating, take a book and go outside and just look for something pretty in your yard or in a park near your house and throw a book down on the ground and take a picture. Cause sometimes those simple shots are some of the prettiest ones. And I will say that I've found that, you know, the community seems pretty supportive. Like, you know, if you're starting out, like For sure. tag your book friends, tag the authors. It's 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 a fun community to be a part of. And and for those of you who maybe have dabbled in this and are listening right now and you know, maybe you're rolling your eyes going, Yeah, I know to use fresh flowers. The reason I wanted to touch on that is I think it's important to address the fact that you don't have to do these big fancy things, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's something that I've even learned in my own photography. You go to a thrift store and get a sheet for $2 and you can wrap it around somebody and make a dress in the woods. You know, there are ways to use things inexpensively and create something beautiful with it. So that's it. You just have to think outside the box and you have to not feel pressure because maybe you can't afford those fancy candles. Yeah. 
a new bookmark every month, but that doesn't mean print your own bookmark or, Mm -hmm. you know, find a new way to get different books. Maybe you don't have all the books for the series. Well, maybe your library does. And then you can take the jacket covers off and do a jacket free cover photo. You know what I mean? So hashtag naked books. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. It really is like work with what you've got. Yeah. Kind of a a philosophy, at least when you're starting out. And if you decide to get more into it and you want to spend some money on props and things like that, you know, no sane person is going to judge you for that. (laughs) But you don't need to do those things to to have a bookstagram. Work with what you got. Now, going back to like the photos you were just talking about in your turquoise chair, do you do special lighting these days or do you just kind of do like what window light you have or your overhead light? Because your lighting in your photos consistently and from my eye, I actually quite enjoy your lighting. So that's why I'm curious because I mean, it might just be nothing. That's okay if that's the answer. Thank you. It's the light from my window. Most of my photos, I take most of my photos in my library, which frustratingly is the room in my house that gets like the worst light oh. <laughs> and it's got like the smallest window, but I, I don't like calling my books and candles and things all over the house to take photos. So I make it work. I have kind of a Tim Gunn mantra going through my head. Make it work, make it work. So I make it work. And also I live in Oregon where it's cloudy a lot of the time. So we don't have the best light, but we have a faux wood blind on the window. And I've learned to just adjust tilting the blind in just a certain way, depending on where I'm taking the photo in the room to maximize the lighting for where I've set things up and placing things where they're going to get good light from the window if I'm able to. A lot of times I'm brightening it up and lightening them up in Photoshop before I post them. But I have some friends on Bookstagram who've started investing in soft boxes for artificial light. And I've thought about it, but I don't really have room to keep a soft box. And again, that's just it. You don't have to pay money for something. Use what is exists. Nature gives us nice light every day. Yeah. And overcast light is actually a good light to shoot in. It's It can be less harsh, so you can actually get a nice even lighting. And say you don't have Photoshop, there are so many photo app editing programs on your phones that you can just go in and manipulate stuff. Even in the Instagram app itself, you're able to adjust the brightness and and highlights and shadows and, and make it lighter. So you don't need expensive programs. I'm lucky that I have access to Photoshop. Um, but prior to that, I used a program called Corel Paint Shop Pro, which is sort of like a, a Photoshop knockoff. And I want to say it was somewhere in the 60 to $80 range, which is not cheap. But it's worlds cheaper than Adobe software. So if you're wanting to step it up from just a free app, but not pay whatever ridiculous amount Adobe charges, I I do recommend the Corel Paint Shop program. Sarah and I actually talked the other day, and I wanted to bring this up. I was asking her if her photos were done with her phone camera or her like handheld DSLR camera. And she sent me a screenshot of her Instagram feed and said, okay, Only one of these was done with my phone. Can you tell which one? And I never would have guessed it was that one. I guessed like two or three other options that like I was looking (laughs) at and I'm like, maybe this one. They didn't, none of them looked bad, but I was like, well, maybe this one has less depth of field. So maybe this one. And so again, you don't need expensive equipment. You can just use Mm -hmm. what you have to make something fun and show the authors that you love that. And this is how you get into what we do. I mean, Sarah and I, the reason we're here, we weren't some fancy fa- famous book people. We're here because we're passionate fans. And <laughs> seriously, both of us, we both, like, you've done so many panels yeah. now for the local bookstore. And, you know, we've both gotten the chance to interview lots of authors. And, and you know, we aren't we aren't any significantly important people. You know, everybody starts out at the same place. You just start out as a fan and you 
be excited and, you know, and, and that shows, and then you build good connections and that's how this happens. And so, um, I wanted to be able to talk about this with someone else who's in the industry with me in this way and, and say, look, you know, these are, this is how, this is how you can do it. So, and I, and like I said, I'm inspired by your photos because this is where I'm not good. And I, I actually asked my sister for Christmas is how much of a nerd I am for a set of four paper backdrops that look like different hardwood floors for my book spread. Yes. Dana's like, I love that. I was like, oh my God, I'm such a nerd. This is what she's buying me for Christmas. I'm like, I'm such a weirdo, but I love that. That's, you know, I'm like, okay, well, that's what I know I need. So I'm going to get it and I'm excited about it. Yeah. I bought a, uh, I bought a vinyl backdrop of like faux wood, whitewashed wood for a friend for her birthday. Cause she's also a bookstagrammer and, and she was like, yes, this is great. And other friends bought her like props yeah. for photos and like literally we bought her backdrops and props for bookstagram. Cause that's what she wanted for her birthday. That's so great. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So yeah. This is one of the things that I, you talked about the other day, um, I, Mm -hmm. we were talking, you say you do a lot of your photos all at once. So now having done this for a year, year and a half, what is your routine of like creating stuff to post consistently? Cause that's part of the game. As we all know on social media, this is the business aspect is showing up every day, being visible in people's feeds. And so you need to have stuff, new stuff to show. So yeah. Do you just do one big shoot day once a month? Like what's your plan? Uh, in an ideal world, I would shoot all of my photos for the month in a day or two. Yeah. That doesn't always happen. I don't always have an entire weekend to dedicate to taking photos, so I'll squeeze them in whenever I can. But the key for me is planning. Towards the end of the month, I will plan the following month's photos, and I'll put together a calendar. Basically, I use a spreadsheet in Excel because I'm an Uber. You are Uber Excel it. spreadsheet nerd. It's so great. <laughs> so I I plan out every day of the month. And a lot of the times I'll use a monthly photo challenge as my starting point. That's a great way to make sure you've got content every day is to use a photo challenge. There's a bunch of them every month. Um, There's actually a couple accounts now that you can find on Instagram that just kind of aggregate all the different bookstagram photo challenges and, and they'll just repost them. So if you're looking for a bunch to choose from, those are great places. Um, and I'll send you some you can include in, in the link when you post this if you want. Great. That would be great. And so I'll pick a challenge or sometimes I'll co-host a challenge. So I'll use my own challenge or I'll choose a challenge and I will just go through the spreadsheet and type what the prompt is for the photos. And then um, as much as I love planning things in my spreadsheet, I also am very much the kind of person that likes to write things out by hand. So I will, once I've typed up all the photo prompts for the month, I'll print it out and handwrite in what I want to take for those photos Mm. and figure out which book or books I want to feature and then sort of kind of think about what I want to include in the photo. If there's certain um, products or or bookmarks or candles I own that I want to include in the photo or if um, I have an idea of where I want to take the photo, you know, if I want to do it on my turquoise chair or in the backyard or on the bed and whether I want it to be a flat lay or not. And I don't always determine that amount of detail for each photo, but if I know, if I have a picture in my head, I'll write it down. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of make copious notes about that for what I want to do for the photos. And then usually I will also make a list of all the books I'm planning to read in that upcoming month. I plan my TBR by month. So I'll have a stack of books that I intend to read in a given month. 
And I will often take photos of all the books on my TBR individually so that when I'm reading it, I can post a, here's what I'm hashtag currently reading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and I just like to have those on hand. And then if I am also repping for a company, which I am at the time, so this uh, candle companies and bookmark companies that I, I rep for. So what that means is they send me some of their products and they, I have a discount code that people can use to shop in their stores. And I take photos of their products and post them a few times a month. And they're all book related. So bookish candles or bookmarks. Um, One of my favorites right now is temporary tattoos that are inspired by books. Those are super fun for me. (laughs) Didn't you have a Feyre one the other day? Your whole arm was like covered in in like, I was like, oh, that's so right. I was like on your fingers. I was looking at it all like, holy crap, that's such a detailed temporary tattoo. It was on your whole arm. It was, I felt like a badass having that one on too, because it was like a whole like sleeve. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That was really cool. But uh, yeah, so I also, I'll make a list mentioning like what kind of rep photos I want to take so that I make sure I'm, you know, fulfilling my end of the deal for those. Yeah. And so I literally just start the month with like a long, a a list of all the photos that I want to have taken for the, the month ahead. Like I said, if I've got a whole day or a whole weekend, I'll just spend the day setting up and taking all the photos. I don't necessarily take them in chronological order of when they're going to be posted. I'll take them in whatever order it makes sense for my different setups. Like if I have five different photos that I know are going to be a flat lay with a specific background, like I'm going to take all of the flat lays at one time. And if I know I'm going to take like three photos on my turquoise chair, I'll take all the turquoise chair photos at once. Well, that's just more economical time-wise too. That makes sense. So yeah. And then if I don't have time for a whole day, um, you know, I'll do what I can you know, in those situations, I will sometimes prioritize photos that are coming up sooner rather than later so that I don't, I have something to post when those dates come up. I found a lot of the time I will set up my photos at night before I go to bed. And then in the morning when it's light out before I go to work, I'll just snap a few photos real quick. That's a good idea. So I found that works for me, especially this time of year when it gets dark so early. Yeah, That's a nice way for me to squeeze in a few photos. Um, but I've done all the setup ahead of time. So I, I get up, take a few photos real quick and then good work. So, That's a um, really cool idea. Yeah. So you're not always using like new releases either. So it's always, obviously you're reflecting back on books no. you've kind of loved. I mean, cause that would be hard. I mean, for, I'm just thinking a lot of people probably feel pressure to be like, oh no, this is the upcoming book. This is the hot book. I need to do something with it, which yeah. obviously you can, but I think it's more important to show up consistently. Would you agree? Yeah. For sure. Um, And I actually really like featuring older books or maybe less popular books because, you know, everyone and their uncle has posted about the A Court of Thorns and Roses series. And I love that series and I will still post about it, but you don't need me to tell you about it to read it. You've heard about it by now. But maybe not everyone has heard of the Curse Worker series by Holly Black, which is one of my favorite book series. And I love posting about that because that one's really fun because the other fans will come out of the woodwork and I'll (laughs) get lots of comments like, oh, someone else who loves these books. Yes. And those are always really fun. So, you know, I like to give love to the lesser known books. I mean, that's part of what I've always loved about being a blogger, too, is, is, you know kind of shouting from the rooftops about a book I love, even if it's not the one with the biggest marketing budget. (laughs) And how often then, I'm just, this is just me being curious. Are you taking photos of the books you're blogging about? I mean, are your, your, your to be read pile, I'm assuming some of those are your advanced copies you're getting. Um, how often are you crossing over what you're blogging about with your your stories, with your pictures? Yeah. A lot of my TBR ends up 
being advanced reader copies. Although my my one of my resolutions for 2018 is to accept fewer review copies so that I can read more of the other books on my many many TBR shelves. But yeah, no, I do. Um, a lot of them are books that I'll end up reviewing on the blog. I actually, when I make my my Excel calendar, so to speak, of photos I want to take for the month ahead, I'll cross-reference it with my blog calendar, which I use Google Docs, which is essentially a version of Excel, yeah. <laughs> for planning my blog posts every month. And I'll look at what I have on my calendar for the blog. And if I have a way to take a photo to cross-promote to the blog, I absolutely will do that. Yeah, like for a book you're going to review, like you said, or something. I had a photo today that promoted, you know, it's the last day of a contest on my blog, and I had a photo about those books because I want to send people to the blog to enter the contest. So, yeah, I'll absolutely tie in posts on Instagram to my blog posts uh, when I'm able to. That was just my curiosity because I know it's they're kind of two different beasts, but they <laughs> do cross over a lot, and they're all the part of the same umbrella thing. They're separate, but I've always also viewed the Instagram as, as another vehicle for promoting the blog, because the blog's where I get into the meatier content, and I do spend a lot more time planning photos and posts for Instagram than I do my other social media for the blog. I do that because I enjoy it. <laughs> it's fun. Yes, yes. But yeah, I, mean, I, I view it as, as an extension of the blog, not as a separate entity necessarily. That makes sense because it's all promoting the books at the end of the day. To kind of wrap that up, what are some of your favorite hashtags that you like to reference? Are there any like must-have oh. <laughs> bookstagram hashtags? I mean, I know there's a million. There's literally one for everything you could think yeah. of. Yeah, there are. There are so many. Uh, one of my favorites is the one I made up, which is Styled by Book. Oh. And it's a feature I do on my blog regularly. It started as a blog feature, and I just post it on Instagram now because it's really fun. And, and you referenced it earlier. Yes. And it's when I will basically style an outfit inspired by a book or a book cover. And I'll do a photo shoot of me and my outfit and my book. And those are always just super fun for me. Strange the Dreamer. That was one of my favorites that I did was I did Strange the Dreamer and I had this um, one of my favorite dresses that I already owned is just this cobalt blue dress that is matches the color of the book cover for Strange the Dreamer. And I bought all these like fake moth-like butterflies from the craft store and stuck a bunch of them in my hair. It looked really cool. But So that's one that I has been kind of a feature I've included on my blog for a little while now. And I turned it into a hashtag on Instagram and not a lot of other people post to it right now but I love those features they're really fun for me to do so I don't really care if a lot of people like them or not I do them because I enjoy them map monday is a super popular one where people feature the maps that come in some books that's a good thing I, I meant to write that down and I forgot but there's usually one for every day isn't like sunday for signed books like signed sunday map there's month. I don't know if there's a hashtag for every day of the week there's a couple hashtags for sundays there's signed book sundays which is featuring your signed books. And there's actually an official month signed book Sundays challenge that a couple other bookstagrammers host. Okay. So they'll give like a theme for every post, but ones that you can just kind of generally participate in that are available is um, there's sock Sunday um, or shelfie Sunday yes. <laughs> stack Saturday is for featuring like book stacks. And I love just the general hashtag book stack. I, I really like taking pictures of stacks of books <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, there's map Monday 
I'm sure there's others that I'm not thinking of right now for the days of the week, but those are some of the more fun ones. You could even do Throwback Thursday with books that you love that came out years ago. Like there's no... Oh, absolutely. Apply that to what you, you'd already use perhaps and just add some like new fresh kind of images to it. So um, yeah, for sure. That's really cool that those are, those are a thing, you know, like that's a nice way again to get started <laughs> if you want to get started consistently go, okay, well... What books do I have that have cool maps? Okay, I'm going to do a spread around mm-hmm. that map um, yeah. or, or something like that. Yeah. So, um, And this, maps and books are just cool. So they really that's are. A, they really uh, yeah. are. Um, so I, I, I'm so glad that you were willing to talk to me about this. I know you were like, I don't know what to say. And I'm, I'm not sure. But <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I just – there, your 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 excitement for doing these photos and with the amount of traction you've got so quickly, I yeah. I really wanted to talk to you about it because I feel like you can be very inspiring to those who maybe aren't sure where to go and how to get off the ground and 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 I wanted to hear how you approach things because it's it's really not that scary um, and and like you said you don't no. have to be overwhelmed and you don't have to feel pressure you can just use what you have and make something beautiful because there's beautiful things all around yeah it's it's really boils down to trial and error and using what you've got and um and just be genuine more than anything else and I'm, that's the same advice I give to bloggers who want to start out as well which is you know, don't try and be somebody else don't try and copy somebody else just do what makes you happy and be genuine in your enthusiasm for what you're posting about and um, people will pick up on it. Yeah, agreed. And kind of like what you were saying before about don't get distracted by how many likes because at the end of the day, your audience, your audience is going to like what you have to post. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so that's going to be... About quality, quality over quantity. Yeah, I would agree with that too. Just having nice pictures that are a good representation of something that you love, so... Um, awesome, Sarah. I am so thankful that you came and you were talking with me here and I'm just, I'm just so glad that you were willing to chat with me about this. So, um, oh gosh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Okay. I'm sure I'll have you back on again in the future and I will definitely post to, um, some links to your blog and you guys should all follow Sarah. She's great. Her content is really fun, really wonderful. Check out her Instagram, check out her blog and, um, yeah, I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Thanks Sarah. Bye. Bye.